the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Time now for the Church of the Week, showcasing churches and pulpit ministries from across the greater San Francisco Bay Area. Joining me, a very special guest. He is founding and senior pastor of Grace Bible Fellowship of Antioch, Pastor Kirkland Smith, senior pastor. And Pastor Smith, if folks are new to the San Francisco Bay Area and looking for a church home, what will they find at Grace Bible Fellowship of Antioch? A loving Bible teaching church, radical in our worship. We love to praise and lift up the name of the Lord. People from all different backgrounds. I mean, you'll have them well-dressed all the way in the sweatsuits. And uh, and you can be you. Sunday mornings, we meet for worship at 8 and 11. Uh, There are what we call spread classes because grown folk don't want to go to Sunday school anymore. So we have spread classes. And spread is nothing more than, than small group Bible studies. But we also have those during the week as well. They're not relegated to Sunday but spread classes at 10. Midweek service is on Wednesday at 7.15. We have recovery class at the church Thursday at um, at uh, 7 p.m. Um, and then we have a host of uh, prayer opportunities, 5.30 in the morning, Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays, 6 a.m. at the church. Um, and then Saturday mornings, um, uh, the first and fourth Saturdays at um, 8 a.m. So there's a lot of prayer. There's a lot of uh, biblical teaching. We do a, uh, We have a lot of community-based programs. We have a nonprofit, a new nonprofit called Grace Arms, uh, gracearms.org, and you can get a lot of information about the programs that we run out of Grace Arms, our after-school program, tutoring programs, mentor programs, uh, sport programs, uh, recovery programs. We have a Grace House um, we're looking to build tiny homes. We're opening up a daycare center as we speak. We're building that um, and on and on and on. Um, the church is very concerned about the health and wellness of our community. And we want Christ to be made known here. Uh, Antioch was the first place where they were called Christians. And, you know, we don't take it lightly that God has sent us all here. Um, you know, the people that live in this region, Contra Costa County East, is just a, a thriving uh, community of people, Pittsburgh, Antioch, Brentwood, Oakley, Discovery Bay, uh, all, you know, five, 10 minutes away from each other, a quarter of a million plus people, you know, um, trending upwards, a lot of people from the greater Bay Area, uh, San Francisco, Oakland, Richmond, uh, so on and so forth, have moved out here and bought homes. Uh, so obviously there are some new challenges in our community as, you know, people from the city have moved out here. Um, but that's why you need a, a balanced Uh, a a healthy, well-balanced ministry that's able to cater uh, to the needs of the people. But if you want to get more information on Grace, uh, it is uh, grace, uh, uh, www.gbfofantioch.org. And uh, all of our services are streamed live and, um, and all are archived. So you can get a taste of who we are, a flavor for the church. And we tell people all the time, if you uh, like the message, you'll love the church. If you don't like the message, you won't like the church. So I think you can find a lot of the love of who GBF is uh, based on what you hear. And we are going to be biblically sound and we're going to preach the whole gospel. And, you know, if I'm going to preach the whole gospel, I got to live the whole gospel. So that is the commitment we've made to the Lord uh, for 30 plus years. And God just keeps, you know, he keeps blessing us and he, and he continues to be very, very good to us. Um, so when, you know, David said, oh, taste and see that the Lord is good, I'm still tasting and I'm sure enough encouraging other people to taste for yourself so you can see that the Lord is good as well. Pastor Kirkland A. Smith, founder and senior pastor of Grace Bible Fellowship of Antioch, 3415 Oakley Road in Antioch, online at GBF, think Grace Bible Fellowship, gbfofantioch.org. Acts chapter 12, I'm getting at verse 1. I have a word that I think will help somebody. So I want to say good morning, or really now, well, we're on the back end of this morning. So I'll say good morning and good afternoon to everybody that is under the sound of my voice. Those Facebook, YouTube, uh, StreamSpot, which we're about to switch away from StreamSpot, and we're about to um, 
our, our, our church app is powered by Subsplash. Subsplash is now bought StreamSpot. So in a couple of weeks, we're making the transformation that uh, whereas before you were on StreamSpot on our church website, everything's going to be Subsplash. So like when it came time for giving, you couldn't really do it. But now as we are going to go into the Subsplash umbrella, I mean, we can, you can be right there. The giving link's right there. So Subsplash makes sense um, for us in this new season. So there'll be a lot more information coming out about how companies are going away. Companies are buying and merging. So you need to understand that there's some people that are, you know, like the temptation says, standing on the top today. But they may be on the top today. But tomorrow you're going to be owning their companies. You're going to be running their businesses. And, um, you know, that, that one company was standing strong. Streamspot was standing strong, and now Steamspot is really going to be a name of the past because they're falling under a, a young, budding um, company. And God is looking for some young folk. God is looking for some young, aspiring people that want to be great in Him. And God will move. And, and don't take this wrong when I say old people out of the way. I don't mean, you know, y'all want folk to have the church walk. He talking deaf to us. I didn't say that. But I'm talking about old in philosophy, Amen. old in ide- ideology. Somebody that say God can't do something. That's old thinking. God is looking for some new, young, vibrant people that believe God no matter what their circumstances look like. God has said, I'm going to partner you with something already established. You ain't going to have to build your business from the ground up. God is going to take what somebody else has already established. He's just going to put you there. Y'all need to know when to receive something. But he's just going to put you right there and you're just going to come in and just take what had already been worked, what had already been established, and you're going to make it yours. So Acts chapter 12, verse 1, I'm going to read down to verse 5. And my, my theme over the last month has been what, what happened to the church. But my sub-theme this morning or this afternoon is y'all didn't start that. Y'all didn't start that. It'll make sense in a minute. Look at verse 1, chapter 12. New King James says, Now about the time Herod the king stretched out his hand to harass some from the church. Y'all see he didn't harass everybody, but he harassed some. Y'all see it? So when he stretched out his hands to harass some from the church, then he killed James, the brother of John, with the sword. Watch this. And because he saw that it pleased the Jews, he proceeded further to seize Peter also. Peter, James, John, all same crew. They were all the first apostles or first disciples. He kills James, then he goes after Peter. Those were the core leaders of the church. Watch this. So when he had arrested him, he put him in prison. Who'd he put in prison? Peter. And he delivered him to four squads of soldiers to keep him, to make sure he didn't get loose, intending to bring him back before the people after the celebration. Wasn't going to kill him till the party was over. Party was over. Give me some more time to conjure up some, 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 uh, some, uh, indictments, some charges, right? Some charges to get rid of them. Give me a few days. While they're on a high today, they're going to look around tomorrow and their key leader going to be gone. It's verse 4. After the Passover. Last verse. Peter was therefore kept in prison, but constant prayer was offered to God for him. By who? By the church. What happened to the church? Y'all didn't start that. Y'all may be seated in the presence of an almighty God. Father, we just thank you in advance for your word and for us applying it. In Jesus' name, amen. Too many times people take credit for stuff they didn't create. And they didn't begin. Say that again. Too many times folk walk around taking credit for stuff they didn't create. 
stuff they didn't begin. When you're in school and, and you take somebody else's paper, you write off their paper, they call that plagiarism. You didn't start that, but you try to take credit for it. It's sampling when you take somebody's music. Come on now. You put it on your music. You're sampling, but the truth is, you got the song and your name. It ain't your song. That was somebody old school song. In fashion, they call it knockoffs. Come on now. They call it knockoffs. It ain't yours. You, you can get it in, in New York. You got them purses that say Fendi and Gucci and Louis, and, and it really is Chewy. It ain't Louis. Come on now. They call them knockoffs. Y'all don't be real with me in here. Y'all didn't start it, but you're trying to get in. And I'm looking at how we try to get in of stuff we ain't really started or created. On the street, they call it biting. When you're trying to be like something or somebody, you really ain't that, but you try to be that. No matter where you are, no matter what you do, most of us aren't the authors or the creators of things that we like. But we sure enough know how to get in where we fit in. We know how to slide up into something and try to take credit for it, but the truth is it ain't really you. For the truth of the matter is without utilizing somebody else's work or somebody else's idea, some of us would still be stuck in something. You'd still be lacking something if somebody didn't initiate or create something that you're able to do right now. Somebody else created your opportunities. You just walked in them. Come on, y'all. Somebody else opened the door. You just walked through it. Paul is not the main figure in this text. Peter is. But the truth of the matter of this lesson is Paul reiterated something to the church at Philippi that, that God had promised. He, he told the church at Philippi, God will supply all of your needs according to his riches and glory. If you want a sub-translation, if, if you want a KIV, a Kirky International Version, it, it God is, what, what Paul is saying is God, uh, the same way God has taken care of somebody else, if you trust him, he'll take care of you too. That, that's really what Paul is telling the church there. Paul's telling the church, you ain't the first one. You, you're not the first one that God has taken care of. But watch this. You ain't the first one, but if somebody lift up your hand, you can be the next one. May not be the first one that went over some of y'all's head, but you could be the next one. But Paul is preparing that church in Philippi to become the next ones that are in line for a miracle from God. It ain't nothing wrong with being in a lineage of blessings. Nothing wrong with knowing that God got blessings with your name on it. Can I, can I get an amen from here? Ain't nothing wrong with you declaring what the Lord is about to do. Declaring the plans God has for your life. To prosper you, not to harm you, to give you a hope and a future. Ain't nothing wrong for you to speak things that are not as if they are and what you're speaking is about to happen. Ain't nothing wrong with you getting excited about what God is about to do in your life. Though nobody else can see it, you know he's already spoken and if he's spoken, you know it's coming to pass. Ain't nothing wrong with you getting excited about that. You ask David, he wasn't the first one. Matter of fact, it was seven before him. <laughs> but eight was the right number. Come on, Bible students. Eight was the right number. He still became king of Israel after all of the other seven were rejected. Ask Sarah, who waited 80 years for her son of promise to come. Or ask Joshua, who wandered in the wilderness for 40 years, even though he knew God had a promised land with his name on it that was only two weeks away. He didn't quit. He didn't give up. He had to wait till Moses died before it was his turn to lead the people in the promise. See, today you may be that man or that woman that leads people into that promised land. You may be the one that, that comes to understand today is my day. This is my new day. 
This is my official release. You, you may be the one that's ready to walk in destiny. You know, whereas you are one step closer to your miracle when you understand who's behind everything that's going on. And for it to manifest themselves, you better understand some people got to participate in your move. Did y'all hear what I just said? For you to become what God wants you to become, I'm talking in the spirit realm. You've got to have somebody else participate in your move. You can't move. You can move by yourself in checkers. You can move by yourself in dominoes. Sometimes you're playing with the wrong people. I, I, I remember one time I was watching. You know, I used to love Sanford and Son. And one time his uh, son, uh, uh, Lamont, was playing poker with some, with some card sharks. And Lamont was about to get, he's about to get gaffled. And, 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 and Fred would, kept looking at him like, no, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. He kept shaking his head. He kept causing all these distractions because he didn't want his son to lose his money. He didn't listen to his father. He ended up losing everything. But the truth of the matter is for you to become what God wants you to become, for you to move to the next level in Christ Jesus, you've got to have somebody else participate in your move. Prayer has always been one of those mitigating factors that is needed for your move to happen. Anybody know? Here's the phrase that prayer changes things. And if you want things to happen, you have to incorporate prayer with your requests. See, prayer has always been something that God gave to mankind to use, which God could include in the equation. But then you say in old days, much prayer, much power, little prayer, no prayer. See, prayer is, is a portion of the equation that God wants you to use for your, y'all ain't hearing me, for your miracle to happen. Miracles seldom happen unless somebody has brought the request known to God. See, prayer has always been synonymous in God's chosen people, the Jews' eyes of assured victory and protection. That's what they used to do. Before they went to victory, they would, oh my God, they would inquire of God, is this victory ours? If God said yes, no matter how it looked, no matter how many people were against them, no matter what the odds seemed, y'all ain't saying nothing. They would go to battle because they knew the victory was already won because we had, oh God, we had talked to God about it and God had already given us his approval. See, prayer was kind of synonymous with kind of what I call homeland security. Y'all know Homeland Security. That, that's that, that's the, the new flow of, of the government uh, in making sure that the homeland is safe. Yeah, yeah, their job is to keep all those who, who make up the home team safe and assure your victory. Yeah, when you fly, they, they don't want no more planes crashing. They don't, they don't want no more suicide bombers blowing y'all up. So, so they got to make sure that, that they, they homeland team make sure before anybody get to that plane, anybody get to the doors of the airport, they got to make sure that they pass a screening. Y'all ain't hear me. You got to pass a screening because they ain't going, you know, the first time that was on them. Uh, 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 the first time they got it by on them, but the next time they ain't letting it happen. So you got to go through a screening of homeland security to make sure everybody is safe. Homeland security uh, TSA, etc. They pride themselves on keeping folk safe of any domestic terror made by anybody, anybody who's seeking to do harm to Americans. So if men and women of this nation uh, who employ or who are employed by the Department of Homeland Security can protect a group of people that they don't even know, how much more will your heavenly father protect you when he knows everything about you see this story begins with herod he's a he, he's one of the stars of the show you look in the 12th chapter his name is the first name to show up within two or three words and and, and it shows that herod is trying to pacify the romans See, the Jews have disobeyed God. They decided to roll and do their own thing. And every now and then, when you don't want to listen to God, God is God enough that he can take his hands off you and let you do you for a season till you realize that he's the only reason you breathe, he's the only reason you move, and he's the only reason you have your being. But sometimes, like Mom and them used to say, I think one of y'all said it earlier this morning, when you get too big for your britches, 
Mama needs to learn. Daddy needs to learn how to step aside and let you do you. Don't don't put them in no uh in no tent in the backyard. What you do is let them come home, put their key in the door. Be like, what's wrong with the key? Ain't nothing wrong with the key. The lock done changed. You grown. Get your own spot. Do your own thing. You don't want to come to church? Not a problem. But for me and my household, we serve the Lord here. You don't want to wash. You don't want to clean. You don't want to work. You don't want to follow instructions. You want to have your girlfriend in. You want to get high. You want to do this. You want to do that. You want to play video games all day. I think you can do that, but you can't do it here. Oh, I ain't getting too many amens. I don't spoil somebody's church, uh, church, church visit. But, but see, what has happened is the Jews haven't obeyed God. God took his hands to some degree off of his children. And now Herod is still the king of Judea. But here's the problem. He's trying to pacify the Romans. Because the Romans now have taken over. And then I won't say hate because that's not the right word for my spirit. But don't it bother you sometimes when you see people that kiss up to other folk to maintain their position of influence? Oh, y'all too churchy for me. Every now and then you see somebody they're kissing the pastors behind. they kissing the balls behind. they kissing the te- Didn't they used to call them the teacher's pet? they just, they just kissing up to everything. Who who you? Who are you so smart? Who you so nice? Who you so this? Who you who you so get on my nerves? Come on, somebody. Be real about it up in here. Because every night, na- y'all ain't being real now. Every now and then you got too many people trying to kiss up instead of working your way up, doing what you're supposed to do, being to work on time, doing a solid job, being faithful and consistent and have an integrity those are the qualifications for God to open up your door you can sleep your way to the top don't act like that with no option you you thought about it you can sleep your way to the top but it's a rough drop from the bottom and Herod was sleeping his way to the top He's trying to maintain his job. How maintain his job? Kiss the behinds of the Roman government. We, we got to stop kissing behinds. Y'all ain't hearing me up in here. I guess we're going to move over to, the, to getting close to X. You got to stop kissing folks behinds. You got to stop kissing. No, I'm going to be real up in here right now. You need to stop kissing your children's behinds. If they don't like what they got in you as a mama, tell them go find a new one. Y'all ain't helping me. If your job can't bring, that's why folk ain't, ain't taking jobs. They quitting their jobs now because they, they tired of being talked to and treated any kind of way. Commuting, they talking crazy. You tell them I'm stuck in traffic. And you know, I'm 45 minutes away, but it takes two and a half hours to get here, two and a half hours to get home. I'm a couple minutes late. I, I done left early enough to be here, and I don't need your empathy, but I don't need you coming down my neck when I've been, y'all ain't saying that, when I'm in traffic four, five, six hours a day. You need to start telling folks. And I'm not talking about with your neck popping and tarting and doing all that stuff. You need to look folk in the eye with the Holy Ghost leading you, asking him to ordain my words. And you need to tell folk, this job ain't my end all be all. If I got to work at McDonald's, at Wendy's, at Walmart, if I got to do, do they still deliver papers? If I got to deliver papers, if I got to work at the car wash, if I got to work on the street corner with my sign, I'm going to do whatever I got to do. But what I ain't going to do is I ain't going to kiss your butt no more. I need somebody up in here to help me out to make a declaration that Day that I ain't kissing nobody else's butt. If God don't make a way, then a way wasn't supposed to be made for me. Y'all didn't hear what I just said. I ain't got to sleep my way to the top. I ain't got to lie on nobody. I ain't got to backbite nobody. I ain't got to talk down about nobody. I ain't got to do that. If God don't make a way for me, then a way wasn't supposed to be made. But he's kissing He's kissing up and he kisses up and he decides the way he's going to find good standing is by persecuting his brothers, his own folk. He, He figured our enemy will become my friend when I show that I ain't down with my people. It's the problem with, that's what the problem with people of color is the problem with the church. We ain't down with each other. We ain't down with each other. Use that little street ride or die, but you ain't got no real meaning on it. Because when folk are ride or die, that means even when I mess up, you're riding with me. Even when I'm tripping, you're riding with me. Even when I'm in jail, you're riding with me. Even when, even when I'm off track, you're riding with me. It ain't too many ride or dies out there. Y'all looking at me funny. Let me say the wrong thing. Let me do the wrong thing. They will be gone. 
All pastors start tripping. Oh, yeah, there, Kirk showed up. Yeah, let, 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 let me mess up. Now, I'm being real here. You've been here a long time. Some of y'all been here a long time. Some of y'all, anybody first time here? Just help me. I ain't going to say nothing about you. God bless you. God bless you. Anybody here? Now, watch this. I don't know y'all. Y'all know, know me. I'm going to tell you something. There's some folk been here with us almost 20 years. 20 years. I done had a couple bad days. I done had a lot of good days. But the truth is, all them folk that been here almost 20 years, they done had some bad days too. They done done some stuff. And some of the stuff they did, I heard about it. Some of the stuff they did, I, I, what they, what they call it, I, uh, I, uh, I, I was there when it was happening. Y'all, y'all know what I'm to me? And then all the stuff they did, we, we've had a lot of success here. Are you look in the newspaper, we've had all pros and, 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 and these feats and this star and, and these grads and this guy in politics and this guy in sports and this guy in music. We've had a whole lot of front page of good stuff. But there's been some people on the front page, they did no good stuff. Been the, they, they, they in jail and they in prison and they in this and that. And what I learned is, yep, though I support those that are doing good and they on the front page for something good, a real ride or die rides you when you're on the front page and you done messed up and you done got caught up and you done got tripped up. Y'all ain't saying nothing to me right now, but a real ride or die will be with you when you're high, when you're low, when you're good, when you're bad, when you're on point, when you're off point. A ride or die is a ride or die. <laughs> Herod with no ride or die. And I want to welcome y'all to Grace Bible Fellowship, the church where everybody ain't ride or die. But we love you anyway. Come on, somebody. You're rolling with me today because we're looking strong. But tomorrow when we have a struggle, you're going to be over at another church. You're going to be at Bedside Baptist. That's at the house in the bed. You're going to be somewhere else because it ain't, oh, I just ain't feeling it no more. I ain't never felt you, but I loved you anyway. You don't feel your wife and husband every day. You don't feel your children every day. You don't feel your job every day. You don't feel your car every day. You don't feel your bank account any every day. But you stick with it until it gets right. Do I got anybody here that stuff ain't right? But I'm going to stick with God till it get right. I'm going to keep praying till it get right. I'm going to keep trusting God till it get right. I'm going to keep coming to it till it get right. You'll realize, if nothing else, you may not like me, but you'll see, bro, man's real. He like this all the time. He don't put on no church hat on Sunday. This how he is on Thursday. This how he is on Tuesday morning. I just want folk that I know this is who they are. Then you can deal with them. This dude played the role. He was one way with the Jews, but on the under, he's sitting here. He done killed one of the, one of the new Christian leaders, and now he's got Peter. It's easy to condemn people when you don't know the whole story. It's easy. People of color to condemn cops. You don't really understand the brevity of how much people despise them. How their lives are being threatened. How many young kids have told them, I'm going to kill you. You you don't understand it. My father was a cop. You you don't understand the magnitude of how they got to walk around armed with, with, with a belt full of weapons. But they still fear people of color who may confront them when they simply just go to the car over a traffic stop or a light out or a registration or whatever the case may be. You have no clue what they deal with. How would you feel if you already knew whoever you're about to confront, there's a good chance there's going to be some animosity or conflict between you and them? How, How would you feel when you already know when I come to this group and collide, there could be a cataclysmic explosion? How, how would you feel if you know even if I have a disagreement with him, there's a possibility that all of y'all may jump on me and I ain't did nothing to y'all and y'all don't even like him that much. You just hate me that much. See, we don't understand that side because we don't look through those sets of lenses. But on the other hand, it's also easy to understand why people of color have such a disdain for the blue. Why so many of them have been mistreated, not for weeks, not for months, not for years. People of color have been mistreated for centuries. Talk to me, somebody. Mistaken for someone else and criminalized. 
misunderstood, subjecting them to subhuman treatments. At, at, at first it was slavery and, and then it, it, was, it, was, it was prison. And now it's crack. And now it's affirming that you can be whatever you want to be. See, in my house, I couldn't be whatever I wanted to be. I had to be what my mama told me I was going to be. My mom, y'all ain't helping me. Because my mama had some common sense. Y'all ain't helping me. We've got too many young folk out here that don't have common sense because you're getting your direction and inspiration from rappers who all they caring about is some money and some booty. Did I just say that? Yes, I did. They, 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 they don't have a sense of what's best for, for children. They have a sense of what's best for them. We're in this, we're, we're in this, in this social media age where our children are being led and taught and trained by a phone and, and images on YouTube. And most of us as parents ain't got a clue what our children are listening to, ain't got a clue of who they talking to, and ain't got a clue of what's being deposited in their spirits. Your kid ain't had no problem with the cops per se. He got a problem with the cops because his friend who had a friend who knew the rapper, who had a friend who knew the rapper, had a problem with the cops. So now he got a problem. We all messed up. Falsely accused. Planting false evidence on them. Illegally setting them up. Mentally taking them down. Which is destroying young men and young women's self-worth. Well, all the time these young men and women of color have fought hard for years just to sustain your sanity. I don't know who I'm talking to, but there were days and times and weeks and months that I just fought hard just to sustain my sanity. Just fought my behind off just not to quit. Watch this. Not on my family, to quit on myself. Anybody hear me? There are seasons that you don't want to just give up on life. You want to give up on you. And it's because they're, they're, they're enemies that have been sent to demoralize you. To make you feel subhuman. That's what they used to say. People of color, three-fifths, two-fifths of, of, of a human being. They didn't even want to give you worth. And the truth is, you ain't never got that worth. But I ain't looking for you to give me worth. I'm receiving my worth. I'm taking my worth. I'm, I'm living the worth as it relates to who God said I am. Can I get a witness from somebody? I am who God said I am. I am fearfully and wonderfully made because that's who God said I am. I am blessed when I go out and when I come in because that's who God said I am. I am a head, not a tail. I am above, not beneath. I'm a lender, not a borrower. Why? Because that's who who God said I am. You ain't the first one being persecuted. Peter wasn't the first one. They had persecuted James, killed James. So as Peter now is being persecuted, Peter knew he wasn't the first one. Satan persecuted who? Eve. Didn't he come with game and get all twisted? Come on, the twisted one comes to twist. So he got her twisted and then she twisted Adam. Persecuted her. Joel persecuted. David persecuted. And guess what? Now it's your turn. Anybody great in God is going to be persecuted. The serpent is going to have his time. God is going to give him a season that you can be tried. And the goal is that you would be perfected and you will show yourself to be of greater worth than gold as you are being refined by the fires of your trials. Is anybody hearing me? Your trials were not intended to destroy you. Your trials were intended to make you, to affirm you, and to show yourself worthy of who you say you are. What makes you think you don't deserve a trial? What makes you think you don't deserve to go through something? If trials have hit your house and your house and my house, they've hit your house. I know you. They've hit your house. I know you. They've hit his house. Why can't they hit y'all's houses? And instead of falling apart every time a storm comes, how about accepting a storm like a good soldier? How about enduring hardship? Come on, Bible students, like a good soldier. And not getting entangled in the affairs of the world. The world needs, I need a smoke. I I need a drink. I need a a puff. I need a prescription. How about saying I need prayer right now? I can't pray for myself, but I need, I need somebody to talk to me. I need prayer right now. Because if I don't get prayer, 
I'm going to some of that other stuff because when you're going through a trial, you need somebody to sustain you. Can I get a witness? So he's going through, Peter's going through, he's been persecuted. He, his, his friend, his brother, James has been killed. And, and now Peter has become the major chapter, the major figure in the church. Your attack, hear me, is what it is because of your placement in the body. <coughs> Y'all don't hear what I just said. Your attack is going to be based on who you are in the body. You can say, I ain't, I ain't going to do nothing in the church. That don't mean that you ain't going to be attacked. Because you don't have to do it in the church. Because leaders are leaders no matter where you go. Are y'all hearing me? You leaders no matter where you go. You, you, could, you could be around your cousins in Alabama and see your cousins doing the wrong thing. And you say, hey man, what y'all doing, man? Y'all come over here, man. Get away from all that. You a leader. Leaders will lead no matter where they go. And because Satan is the prince of the air, Satan will see what's going on. And when he sees those leadership tendencies and when he sees those leadership characteristics and he knows because see, Satan will. It's not real difficult for him to differentiate. Are you of God and are you not? Because normally kids or, or, or adults or children or people who are of God, there's some things you just simply ain't going to do. Now, I may not be the righteous, most righteous. I may not be the most holiest. I may not read my word every day. I may not go to church. I may, I may have a few bad words come out of my mouth. I may think some bad thoughts. But the truth is, God still knows I got a relationship with him. Because even though I may do some of this, this, and this, there's some stuff I just won't do. Can I talk to somebody? And it's by virtue of some things you just won't do. Satan can see you're of God. There are times you may see some money on the street and, and you saw such and such drop it. And, and it could have been $20. You need $20. It could have been $50. You need $50. But you say, excuse me, did you drop something? Satan saw that. He saw you don't steal. Now, that doesn't mean I've never stolen, but it means in this predicament, see, when I'm not of God, I ain't never returning the wallet. I ain't never returning no money. I'm calling that a blessing from God, even though I don't know God. Are y'all walking with me? Satan sees what you do. And as he begins to check out your profile, come on, that's what y'all do when y'all online. Come on, when you decide whether you're going to hook up with somebody, come on, tell them the truth now. You check their profile out. Come on, if, if you see some pictures and he smile and ain't no teeth in the grill, you'd be like, uh-uh, I ain't messing with him because he don't fit my profile. Come on now. Come on, come on. If, if he's 42 and he say, it's a job and he say, playing video games, uh-uh, you're like, I ain't messing with him. Why? Because even though he got teeth, why? He don't fit my profile. Come on now. Everybody got a profile. Come on now. Everybody got a profile. Come on. If, if, if on there he, he say, I, I, I go to church. I love the Lord. I, you know, I, I, ain't, I, ain't, I ain't looking. Uh, 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 I ain't looking uh, to, to get married uh, 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 unless I find somebody love the Lord. And you kind of like the Lord and you don't love the Lord. You're going to change your profile because unless you think you can change him. Because the truth is everybody got a characteristics and everybody got some bullets of who they are. Satan has checked you. You just ain't checked him when he was checking you. Are y'all hearing me? And as he's checked you, he's ascertained who you are, what you're about. We all need, we all works in progress. But Satan really wants to know, are you of me and for me? Or are you of him and for him? And I'm talking to a two, three, five, eight, ten, twenty, hundred, a couple hundred people that I know are for him. Can I get a witness from them? That's, I guess, who I'm talking to right now. For those that are of him and for him, you are going to be tried. Why? Because he has seen the leadership characteristics and qualities in you. And who better to trip up than somebody who says, I'm a child of God. That discourages the church. See, see, when James got killed, that discouraged the church. Pastor gets caught up, discourages the church. New member gets caught up, new guest gets caught up. That don't affect the church. Y'all ain't with me. I've never heard a church where the pastor was affected or something happened and it didn't affect the church. Talk to me, somebody. Pastor God, I know he just had cancer. Great church affected the church because he was sick. Uh, another pastor, well, I'm not getting it. But the point is, when a pastor or the leaders are affected, when the father leaves the home, it affects the church, i.e. The, the family. So who does Satan go after? He don't go after the baby. He goes after the head. But if the head is strong in the Lord and in the power of his might, and he ain't falling for the okey-doke, if he can't get the head, he go to the wife. If he can't get the wife, he go to the kids. If he can't go to the kids, he get to the brother. He's going to get to whoever he can get to affect the head. 
But you got to get to a point of saying, no matter what you do, you can't affect me because I'm staying connected to my father. Peter was connected to his father. Are you? He was connected to the father. He, he was he was all of a sudden now attacked because of his placement in the body. Kidnapped for ransom victims are only taken and subject to harsh treatment if you're a value. That's why they didn't, nobody kidnapped your kids. Come on, somebody. <laughs> be like, we want $50 for your son. You'd be like, y'all can just keep him for 50 You just keep him. Right? But when you hear of kids being kidnapped, they're being kidnapped because of what? Y'all laughing, I'm serious. But being kidnapped because of what? Because they know their family has value. They got value. They know the kid has monetary value. That's why they don't take everybody. That's why Satan don't come after everybody. Because some folk ain't got monetary value. Ain't got spiritual value. But you need to recognize the value that's in you. You need to understand that there's some stuff queasy and some, some squirmy feelings going on in my spirit right now as God is speaking. You're going, God is talking to me right now. He may not be talking to everybody the way he's talking to you because God is affirming to you that you got value. See, some other folk in here, the reason he may not be talking to them the same way he's talking to you is because they already understand they got value. But you're sitting here starting to look at yourself different. You done messed up, your credit ain't great, but you learn it. I got value. You done messed up in, in ministry. You done messed up in marriage, but you learn it. I got value. I'm not working right now, but I got value. I'm living with my sister, but I got value. I may be living in my car, but I got value. My credit score ain't good, but I got value. Then God is speaking to you right now because he wants you to understand in the midst of where you are, the attack is because I see value in you. Can I get an amen from somebody? Worth. You're worth something. Peter was worth something to the, to the body. You already know. You already know. If you know the words, you know Peter was worth something to the body. And it's interesting in this text to see a different version of Peter. Y'all remember Peter before? Rambunctious, uh, kind of talk out of turn. You know, it's just kind of special. Just, this is my cousin Peter, y'all, just in case y'all didn't know. But, 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 got value got value real talk but Peter would just be out of out of order just he just said stuff that Jesus would be like where did it come from right just I could see Jesus the other disciples just be like dude where, Jesus you know what I mean but that was him but in this text that ain't the same Peter that there's a different Peter here it ain't the impetuous Peter it ain't the nervous Peter it ain't the cowardly before Pentecost, Peter. This is the Peter bound with chains between soldiers. He knows that Herod plans to take his life real soon. But in the midst of what Peter's going through, Peter's laying in a jail cell, knocked out sleep because I ain't letting what I'm going through make me anxious because the word tells me be anxious for nothing. But in everything. By prayer and supplication, make my request known to God. When you know that God got your situation, I can sleep good. I ain't got to worry about it. I ain't going to keep getting woke up by my circumstances because I've given my circumstances to my God. So Peter's sleep. Now, you may not understand the, the depth of Peter's sleep. They have a phrase that, you know, they talk about some people, they say such and such sleep hard. Y'all know what that mean? That mean that all kind of stuff could be happening and homeboy's still there to sleep. Kids could be jumping on the bed. Dude's still there to sleep. TV could be loud. In the old days, remember, about 2 o'clock, TV would go off. It would be like, dude's still asleep. See, you sleep hard when don't nothing, oh God, when don't nothing affect you. That's when you got peace within. Y'all ain't here. I ain't worried about you jumping. I ain't worried about the TV. I ain't worried about y'all yelling. I don't care about you choking your sister. Right now, I'm getting my sleep on. And when I wake up, I'll pick up everything. You got to have that kind of that kind of strong sleep disposition that the world may be falling apart, but I'm resting in Jesus right now. Y'all may be complaining, arguing, fussing, and fighting, but I'm resting in the love of God. You got to learn how to rest. 
How do I know Peter was in a deep sleep? Because it said when the text, the text says in verse 4, that right after the Passover, Peter was getting killed. You don't think Peter knew that? Yeah, Peter knew that. Now, if you knew you were dying tomorrow and you didn't have no electrical device, you had no pen, nothing to write with, most of us probably wouldn't be asleep. Can we be real with each other for the next five minutes? Then you ain't never got to be honest with me the rest of your life, but let's do it for five minutes. If you knew you were dying tomorrow, you were being killed, you're being hung, you're going to be beaten and mocked, and you were going to be made an example. Because I don't want other folk talking about this Jesus. This new thing got, got us all messed up. Just do what you're supposed to do, boy. Get in line, boy. Do what the Roman governor says, boy. You're making stuff hard on all of us. But Peter said, you don't understand hard. Hard is that I should have been dead, but now I'm alive. Hard is that I messed up, but I got the grace of God. Hard is being able to forgive yourself. You understand hard, Herod. So Herod couldn't deal with Peter. So he said, I'm going to kill him. Now, if you knew you were dying, what you going to do when you're in the cell? Ain't got no nails left because you done bit all your nails off. You done got, if you could bend your knee, you done bit off. Come on, you remember you used to bite your toenails? You done, you done bit everything you could bite off. But Peter was asleep. You got to see it to see it. Peter was asleep so much so that the text says, when the church heard what Peter was going through, catch this, verse 5, it says, the church began to fervently, earnestly pray for Peter. They prayed for Peter with such a fervor, with such vigor, with such vitality, and with such earnestness that when the church came together to pray, it, it, it didn't wake up because God doesn't slumber nor does he sleep. But when they began to pray with urgency and fervency, it said it, it moved God to action. The church prayed for one thing, not many things, not one accord, not my agenda, not her agenda, not Charles' agenda. We prayed that God would save Peter. And when that prayer reached heaven, God heard that prayer, God honored that prayer, God answered that prayer by sending an angel in the cell. He didn't have to sign in. He didn't have to show no ID because when God sends his angels, his angels just step into a situation. And now all of a sudden, the angel is in the prison. That's how God does it. The angel's in the prison, and he's trying to get Peter's attention. And it says, Peter ain't woke, because Peter's sleeping hard, resting in the bosom of the Lord. Y'all got to learn a lesson instead of stressing and worrying and complaining and fussing and fighting and getting frustrated every now and then. Bring your, what they used to say in the old days, bring your burdens to the altar and leave them there. Rest well, my brother. Rest well, my sister. That is going to work itself out. So the angel's tapping Peter. And Peter just sleeping. I can see his mouth open. Slob coming out. You know when they good sleep. Come on. Somebody wake you up and you be like, you be like, ooh, I, I was having good sleep. That's good sleep. Come on now. Some of y'all don't really get good sleep because you're worried all the time. Come on, you. Come on. You know, a little bird fly by you over there. Was that a bird? You, no, Peter sleep. Resting in God. Angel taps him. Peter don't respond. Angel finally wakes Peter up. Somebody needs to wake up. Look at somebody and say, wake up. Wake up. God's speaking. Wake up. Wake up. Quit being anxious for nothing. That's what the word says. Quit worrying. You know, you know, he tells you, don't worry about your life, what you'll eat, what you'll drink, what you'll wear. Quit worrying. Peter wakes up and tells him, we out of here. God's about to move somebody from somewhere you did not want to be. God is telling you in the spirit realm. See, you got to hear things. Though they're coming in the physical realm, you got to hear them through a spiritual facet. God is saying, I'm moving you from where you are. I'm moving you from bondage. I'm moving you from shackles. I'm moving you from people who are trying to keep you from me. I done sent my angel into your situation, and he's about to remove you from all of that. Somebody hear that? I like that phrase. God is about to remove you from all of that. Tweet that. 
Today's my day of Exodus. Why? Because God is about to remove me from all of that. All that chaos, all of that. All that confusion, all of that. All them haters, all of that. All them backbiters, all of that. All them folk trying to hinder me. God is about to remove you. Say that. God is about to remove me from all of that. So he begins to take Peter from all of that. Y'all ain't getting it. 16 soldiers. He done moved him from all of that. Shackled up in prison. He done removed him from all of that. I'm going to get to get all that in a minute. He, you know, a, 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 a cold sale. He done removed him from all of that. From all the trials and tribulations he was facing in the prison, he done removed him from all of that. From the death wish that Herod was going to give him tomorrow, he done took him away from all of that. And you need to understand anything you're going through, anything you've been through, anything that's trying to kill you, if you trust in the name of the Lord, the Lord will heal and deliver you from. Thank you for the ghetto response. I appreciate that. All of that. He will remove you from all of that. He takes him almost on the outskirts of the prison. And Peter is so still asleep, he think he dreaming. I'm in the text, y'all. Y'all need to look in the text. Am I in the text? He think he, he having a vision. See, God will do some stuff for you sometime. He'll blow your mind. You'll think you're dreaming. You'll think you're tripping. You ain't tripping. God done sent an angel. He done heard the church's prayers. And he's about to remove you from all of that. This ain't no vision. This is reality. This is a revelation. So he has him right on the outskirts. And it wasn't until the last door was open that Peter realized it is done. See, God ain't opened every door for you yet. Somebody hear me. There's a door left open. There's a door left open where you're going to shout every day, not just on Sundays. There, there's a door left open that you're going to trust the Lord with all your heart and you're going to lean not to your own understanding. There's a door that's left to open that you're going to acknowledge him in all your ways. I need a Bible student and he's going to make your path straight. There's a door left to be open that you're going to start saying for yourself, the Lord is my shepherd and I shall not want. There's a door that's left to be open that you're going to learn to say, naked I came, naked I leave, the Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. He brings Peter out. Peter realizes I'm free. I'm free. I ain't got to gamble at the casino. I could, but I ain't got to because I'm free. I, I could have a drink at the bar. I don't drink, but I could. But you know why? Because I'm free. I ain't got to chase no skirts and chase no tails and chase no money and chase after fortune and fame because I'm free. And whom the son is set free. Oh, help me out. Somebody is free already. So I don't have to look for freedom. I already got freedom. I ain't got to come to church. I want to come to church. I ain't got to preach. I want to preach. And I do what I do because I'm It ain't nothing like being. Come on. There's a shout for victory because I'm free. This man was free. And he understood it. So much so that he immediately, upon being set free, ran to the church. Y'all ain't with me? It wasn't a building as we know it. They... Their churches were house churches. So he ran to the house where the church was. And he knocked because he wanted them to know that I'm free. He, he already knew they were praying for him because he knew he wouldn't have been free. Oh, God, unless the church was praying for me. Some of y'all don't understand the only reason you free physically, spiritually, emotionally, financially, relationally is the church has been praying for you. So he goes to the church first thing. He knocks on the door because he wants to affirm. He wants to encourage. He, he wants to enlighten them that I'm free. And it says a girl, I think her name was Rhoda, came to the door. And it says, he, he, I'm assuming he's telling her, hey, it's Peter. Let me in. And it says, she's so shocked she knows his voice. But she 
she thinks she tripping because she knows where he is, but she forgot what she prayed for. Oh God, y'all didn't catch that one. Y'all didn't catch that one. She knows his circumstances or his prior circumstances, but she forgot what her prayers can do. See, if she had been thinking about what her prayers could do, she would have expected a knock at the door. See, if you know that the effectual fervent prayers of the righteous man are powerful and they're available or they're effective and they're working, as soon as you pray something, you start praising God for what you just prayed for. But when you forget the power of prayer, when you forget when you pray, it moves God to action. And you focus so much on what you're going through. You forget what happens where two or three are gathered. Two or three. Not two or three hundred. Not two or three thousand. Two or three are gathered in my name. What did God say? There I am. Right in the midst of your prayers. Sometimes all you got to do is find two or three. Find one or two because I'm one. Find one or two. Somebody that will partner with you in prayer. I don't need nobody that will complain with me. I don't need nobody that will judge me. I don't need nobody that will talk about me. I need somebody that will pray for me. I don't need nobody that will look down at me. I don't need nobody that will condescend me. I don't need nobody that will turn on me. I need somebody that will pray for me. I don't need nobody that will tell my business on Facebook. I don't need nobody that don't want nothing to do with me. I need somebody that will pray for me. Do I got anybody in the church that in the midst of what you're going through that you will say, I will pray for? I'll pray for you look at somebody and tell them I'll pray for you if you ever need me I'll pray for you if you're ever going through I'll pray for you if you ever need a hand I'll pray for you I'll pray for you I'll pray for you so she forgot what she prayed she ran back and told the gang somebody outside sound like Peter Look in the text. I could see, I don't know who doesn't tell us, but I can see it's conjecture, which means it ain't in the text, but it's assumed. I can see in the text one of the old Jesus like, Rhoda, go open the door. God done already answered our prayer. Some of y'all gonna get blown away. By the time you get home, there's gonna be a prayer answered. You ain't gotta wait till next Sunday, next week, next month, next year. When you came together, expect the miracle said that door open Peter walked in they began to celebrate y'all just don't know I said y'all just don't know what God will do if we can come together and pray it would be such a Holy Ghost celebration on Sunday we would walk into church celebrating y'all ain't hear me that's what the text says what we have on the wall of the church is a revel is, is a prophetic revelation of what we supposed to do Y'all walking in looking cute. Y'all walking in trying to see who's looking at me because I look cute. Instead of walking in, the text don't say walk in cute. The text don't say look who's looking at you. The text don't say none of that. The text says enter into his gates with thanksgiving. Enter into his courtyards with praise. Y'all supposed to walk in. It ain't supposed to happen with the music. Y'all supposed to bring praise into the house. Y'all ain't saying nothing to me. You supposed to bring praise into the house. You supposed to bring a clap unto the house. You supposed to make a joyful noise unto the Lord when you usher into the house. Why? Because somebody was praying for me. This has been the Church of the Week, showcasing churches and pulpit ministries from across the greater San Francisco Bay Area. To nominate your congregation for Church of the Week, please email us the name and address of your pastor and church, along with a link to your church's website, to Church of the Week at SalemSF.com. Again, that's the name and address of your pastor and church, along with a link to the website and email to Church of the Week at SalemSF.com. While all submissions will be considered, not every submission is guaranteed airtime. Thank you for joining us today, and be sure to tune in again next week at this time for the Church of the Week. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.